With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. again why why are you playing the lottery again why are you getting booze again why are you getting an abortion mommy i'm so hungry why are we so poor we're so poor that was, that was pretty accurate, except the child mother probably couldn't afford the abortion. Thank you. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> this is The Brighter Side. I'm Ed Larson, and joining me is Miss Amber Nelson. How Hi. are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, today's topic it really got me thinking a lot about childhood and, uh, you know, how hard it can be. It's about poverty mm-hmm. and how the poor get fucked. Absolutely, they do get fucked. I, you you grew up kind of. How, how did you? Were you how you were like middle class. What well, were you? We were very wealthy in Saudi Arabia, and then we came to the states. And I think my parents filed for bankruptcy. It's I mean, usually I was, the opposite for everyone else. <laughs> Just come over with all that oil money. Ooh, well, they got a big house and uh, lost everything and uh, didn't know how to um, handle their finances. Same thing happened to my family as well. Really? Yeah, we got a big house in Boca Raton, uh, $150,000 house or whatever. Ooh. And that was, you know, big big news for back then. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we just couldn't afford it. No, yeah, just can't do the investments, you know, and like going out to eat a bunch and then, you know, little things like that. And it just slowly drains everything absolutely and speaking of living in poverty my wonderful girlfriend is helping us out today julie rosing how you doing (laughs) (laughs) hello i'm doing good (laughs) we're moving so we're feeling the financial crunch right now oh my gosh all of it just take all all of my money oh yeah when they're just like we need first last deposit and like a hundred dollars just to look at your shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do I have to pay you just to look at it and then you give it back to me? Can you just look at it? Like, isn't that your fucking job? Yeah. Every time. I mean, well, it, it, go it, ahead. It's it's frustrating because you're like, oh great, and then we'll get that deposit back, and then you sit there and like, well, you we're gonna have did. to paint. 
uh, we're going to have to clean and all that just comes out of your deposit. And it's like, I never had that money to begin with. You never no. get the deposit I never back. Had it. That's just money you give them. Don't ever think you get your deposit back. You don't. If you, you, if you get your deposit back, you should nominate your landlord for the Nobel Peace Prize because <laughs> well, that is it's just something that will not happen and does not happen. You know, I will say one time I did get my deposit back and that's because I painted like these beautiful silver trees in this purple background, like this crazy mural like all over the house and I didn't paint it back and I moved and apparently the next person that came in was like, we will take it because of this. Oh, wow. So I got my deposit You got back. very lucky. Usually people get <laughs> furious over stuff like that. Oh, well, they were artistic, I guess. Or we drew crazy. a zombie on our wall in Sharpie. They didn't, they, I don't think they were too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember, it just, this is completely off topic, but you know, it's, it's going to be kind of a downer episode, so we might as well start off with a fun little story about Rock painting roll. walls the wrong way. I had this party at my house. I was 18 years old, just got to college, and had this big party. We had a keg and my, my roommate's like I don't want a keg in the house so we made we, we put a keg in his car in the parking lot and we all just drank in the parking lot and hung out in the house and it got to be a crazy party of course yeah and my two of my friends uh, came into my room and we we're all like we had eaten some mushrooms this time you know at some point and they they looked at me and they both and one of them was sober and the other one was you know like me and uh, they both had magic markers in their hand and they were in my room I'm like you care and I was like, I thought they were asking me if they could sniff markers. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I prefer if you didn't, but, you know, do what you got to do. You know, and then I left, you know, because I thought they were just getting high off markers. I didn't know any better. I was 18 years old and stupid as all hell. And uh, I came back and uh, my room was just covered with uh, graffiti. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, were, they just wanted to paint the walls. And then they got mad at me because they because I was going to let them sniff markers. So, rightfully so. <laughs> no, I don't think rightfully so. I think they're pieces of shit. Ah, you know, they're good guys. We're but, still friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> who are they? They're Op- never allowed in our apartment. Opportunists. That's who they are. <laughs> Did they do it well, though? No, no, it was no. horrible. Everyone at the party started chipping in, and someone's like, hey, man, it's fun writing on your walls. And at the party, I was like, what are you talking about writing on my walls? <laughs> and I ran inside, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was just flipping out, you know, but it's fine. Damn. I mean, I'm a fan of, like, example, graffiti. Like, I was walking around Los Angeles, and these, like, kids just kind of, like, sloppily did their name in graffiti. Like, it didn't look good. And I was just like, man, fuck these kids. I like, know, just make it nice make if you're going nice. to do it. Yeah, do a mural. Also, like, pick your canvas. Like, there, you know, when you're walking around, there's just, like, a housing sign that's got, like, random shit spray painted on it that you have no idea what the what it says anyway. Yeah. yeah. Although I did see this lunch buffet, and it said seven ninety nine on one side, and then I ran around the other side, and it said eight ninety nine. So you can tell that lunch buffet is lying to people, and it was, like, all graffitied. And I was like, you know what? Good. It's, Good. Maybe it just depends if you come in from the east or the west. You know, if you're coming from there, you know, if you're coming from the east, you know, welcome to town. How you doing? Seven ninety nine. You come from west. You've been here for a while. You know the ropes. Eight ninety nine. Stop asking for so many snow crab legs. Listen, <laughs> we're talking about the poor today. Yeah. And uh, I gotta say, this is something near and dear to my heart. Uh, I've, you know, I started off my life pretty well off. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, my fam, my dad, kind of. Uh, squandered our money my mom also did not help you know and we lived in Boca Raton one of the richest places in America and so after a while we ended up losing all of our money and it's tough it is it's near impossible to live with no money because everybody hits you when you're down 
Mm-hmm. They take advantage of you. Yeah, and it, whether it's the government or it's banks or it's medical or it's check cashing stores or casinos or the lottery, uh, everyone will find you at your weakest and they will ex- they will exploit you. Mm-hmm. It's just how this country has worked. It's how most places have worked forever. I mean, get, fucking with the poor is nothing new. You know, they've been doing it since, you know, as long as people, as soon as there was money, they started fucking with the poor. Yeah. You know, it's just how it is. I was watching commercials and I was kind of in a bad area, you know, it's like watching like local TV and it was like, uh, come try uh, this pizza place for like, you know, three ninety nine. you can get fat or whatever. And the next thing was like diet supplements. So uh, it was all create a problem, sell a solution, the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, for speaking of the lottery, that's something that's like the first on our list um, so lottery, that's interesting to me because you don't have to play it. No one's like making you play it. No rich man has ever purchased a lottery. Ticket. No rich man. But I look up a stat and it said each average American spends about $300 on the lottery. But that doesn't sound like a lot. But like, I don't play the lottery. $300 a year. A year. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't play the lottery. Ed doesn't play. Julie doesn't play. So what's it? Three, six, twelve. So that's like $1,200. It's assuming that every single person plays the lottery. Yeah. No, it's a, a lot of people yeah. spend a lot of their money on the lottery. There's a lot of people out there who are consider themselves professional lottery players. And Ugh. I met one of them, the fucking kid in my class uh, in a Catholic school. His dad won the lottery three times, twice in Ohio, once what? in Florida. What? Yeah, his dad won the lottery three freaking times. And I got some ink on his shirt, and his dad had the balls to call my house and tell my dad I had to buy him a new shirt. Well, that's the kind of person that well, wins the yeah, lottery. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah so, uh, you know, we said no, of course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the lottery, I remember... My but I, mom. Hear, I hear that story that there's someone out there that won the lottery three times. And I'm like, if if one motherfucker can win three times, I can win once. Yeah, but it's yeah. one in 230 billion. So you can win. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. In the is, world or in the United States? I think in the U.S. Well, that's what you always hear people say. When I win the lottery, I'm going to do this. When I win the lottery, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And it just feeds back into it over and over and over again. And yes, gambling is a problem. And people know that gambling is a problem. But the lottery, for sure, is a form of gambling. And people are crazy addicted to it. There are people who spend their entire paychecks in the grocery store as soon as they look cash them in the grocery store and spend all lottery tickets and then walk out of that store with nothing not even food Ugh. you know and it's it is what we've what what's going on in this country it's what's going on and i'm sure in other countries too but the lottery is a fucker my mom i remember when i was helping her move one time this is 20 years ago or something and i was going through her stuff and i found all these ziploc bags filled with like lottery tickets and then on the side of the ziploc bag in sharpie marker it would say like 2700 it was 2700 lottery because she was writing off her lottery losses because she had lost so much that year she had lost taxes you can do that i I mean i don't know exactly how that works but like she was like she or she was trying to i think you can actually write off gambling losses or something somehow but it doesn't matter you know you shouldn't even it shouldn't be an option and uh i think they you have to legally be able to write off the losses because you have to legally pay if you win too much Mm. but i was looking at all these bags and i I totaled it all up for the year and it was my rent you know it was my rent for that whole year and i was just like you spent my rent on the lottery 
You know, and then she used to fuck with me. She's like, how much do you spend on weed every week? And I was like, I don't know, $50, $75? And then she said, that's, uh, that's unbelievable. You can't afford that. I was like, how much you spend on the lottery? Never ask me that question one more time. Well. You know? Because <laughs> it's crazy. You're not going to win. And if you do, you're so excited, you're going to live poor man rich and you're going to spend all that money on stupid shit immediately. Yeah. That is what happens is people, uneducated people become millionaires and all of a sudden it, they lose all their money to their families, they lose all their money to their friends, and then they start buying extravagant things and they're poor again in a couple of years. Yeah, buying like uh, four wheelers and shit. Those are expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a lot of fun. They're expensive, though. I used to but work. I will mm-hmm. say, if I do play the lottery, Porker Night was always a f- was always a pleasure. Porker, porker night? night. It was a scratch off with a bunch of piggies playing Porker. Aww. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> it just because of the piggies and they like the poker. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's how they get you. That's how they yeah. get you. Lottery does go towards uh, education, but as our dear friend Madeline just said, uh, that causes a lot of governments to say, well, you know, fuck it. We won't pay for public education then since the lottery pays for it's, it. Yeah. And uh, it's. What ty- that, is so, that is so messed up to me to learn that that like that state governments are like well the lottery we've got the lottery as a backup to to help fund educating our children we lottery, don't need to put money lottery into it. themed schools it's just like hey kids spin the math book <laughs> this is going to be let's a common- find out what grade you end up in take a take a little spin during this entire show we're going to keep reminding ourselves that these people want us poor. Oh, yeah. They don't want us to succeed, and they want to keep us down. That is what's happening. The world is set up against the poor. The rich make most of their money off of the poor uh, between the banks and the overdraft fees and the lottery and gambling and fast food and Walmart. These, they're not – they are taking the money. Half the people that work at Walmart spend their paychecks at Walmart. Yeah. You know, so it's – it's the, what's going on is they're just crumbling us, the top, and there's no way out. But is there a way out? I mean, what if everybody got together and was like, hey, these are like the 10 people we should like be focusing on, mm-hmm. and then we all just like charged Congress? I mean, isn't I mean, this like democratic socialism, right? Uh, when, you, when you hear about like free college education. Yeah, I mean that'd be great. I would love free college education. Free, and it, free it's usually healthcare. the poor that are very much against it because they think that it's going to come out of their taxes. I'm like, it's not. It shouldn't come out of your tax. You're paying for the health insurance, it's not like, just right. rich that. people. And everyone thinks that they're eventually going to be rich and they're not going to want to pay the taxes. You know, because everyone has faith in themselves. You will they, never be rich. <laughs> I mean, you got a chance. You got a chance. It's going to be hard, but. But if you're you're poor, you're statistically not going to be rich because they don't want you to go to college. They don't want you to get the proper uh, medicine, medical care to keep you healthy. And you're going to have to deal with other things that that rich people do not have to deal with. They're given the golden ticket. Mm -hmm. They're given the way to happiness. You know, a lot of people with big companies, they're just grandfathered into those companies, whether how good they did in school or not. And a lot of people, and sure, there are scholarships, and you know, you, everyone should encourage their family members to go get scholarships and fight for them. But at the same time, you know, I mean, have this, college is a fucking scam. You know, mm-hmm. the, the money they're charging is insane—three hundred dollars a book when everything could be just be online. You know, it's it's 
Well, even then you pay a fee to have access to download something online. I mean, mostly college is like a place where young people are so like socialized to be in the real world. Because when you're 18, it's a little too young for most people to just be like out in the world. You need like a place to go and learn and read books that you would never have read and have a curriculum that's tough and like be pushed outside of your boundaries. That I can see. But like charging people, I mean, college used to be what, like $10,000 for the whole year for Harvard in like 1975. I don't understand why it's gotten so much more money. We should get a smart person on sometime (laughs) (laughs) to tell us. We weren't educated (laughs) enough for that. But it's going back to the lottery, uh, I got some of uh, your notes up, Amber, and this is the one that hit me the most. People spend more on the lottery than they do on sporting events, movie tickets, books, video games, and recorded music, all of which could enrich lives. Combined? Not combined, just like more individually. individually. Like you could get like, you know, look at someone's lottery funds and also look at how much, how often they've gone to the movies or like sat and read a book or paid for even a video game that could enrich your life more than playing the lottery. Yeah. And, you know, and this goes straight back into gambling. You know, the thing with gambling is it's turned into a bigger monster than it ever has been before because it used to be if you wanted to gamble you'd play the lottery you play bingo Mm -hmm. or you go to atlantic city you go to vegas Mm -hmm. or new orleans it was like a vacation it was a trip yeah Yeah, people dressed up yeah now with everything there we there is gambling everywhere there's gambling in almost every major city there's casinos in los angeles they're building them in new york they're in cincinnati they're in philadelphia airports they're they're yeah they're (laughs) everywhere and they're you know what this is doing i mean places like atlantic city can't keep up because everyone who used to go to mohegan sun in connecticut now isn't traveling down to atlantic city yeah and then that city itself has become a shadow of what it used to be. Mm. They've lost 10,000 jobs in Atlantic City over the past two years. It's devastating to a town that was just hit by a major hurricane and hasn't even truly repaired from that. And it's and then uh, the Trump Casino closed down. It was run by Carl Icahn, who also owns a, a major part of Lyft, if you want to decide where you spend your money. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but he, uh, yeah. he, they just closed down Trump Taj Mahal, they fired 3,000 people and took away their pensions. Took they, away their pensions. They lost their pensions. 3,000 people. For no reason. You work at Trump Taj Mahal for 30 years as a cocktail waitress. You're not, you, you are dependent on that pension. And then all of a sudden, you find out in a couple months you're done and you get none of that money. Torches need to come out, y'all. Yeah, well, this is uh, that'll be part of our brighter side at the end. I think we'll yeah. the uprising. I used to yeah, work at the this purge, right? <laughs> purge. It's gonna be the real life purge. I used to work at this small town podunk place in Louisiana as a bartender, and uh, I remember the bar the uh, owner got real excited when they had um, slot machines. They were twenty dollars a pull. And I was like, no way can people afford that around here. They can't, $20 twenty dollars a pool. I was like, they can't even afford uh, like the child, what do you call it, where you pay your child support? Mm-hmm. Alimony? They, alimony. They can't afford that. They can't afford to eat. Like many times they couldn't go in there and like afford to eat. No way can we have twenty dollars a pool. And sure enough, people lined up to play the Crazy. twenty dollars a pool. Yeah. Crazy to me. No, it's insane. And then if you look and you go around to those casinos in Atlantic City on the boardwalk. And you walk across the street from any of those casinos, those blocks are lined 
with check cashing stores, cash for gold stores. Yeah. So you lose everything you have in this casino because they also will take bad checks. Trust me, I know about that. And then you go outside and you can sell your wedding ring and go back in. That is the kind of things we're dealing with. Well, and now it's you're desperation. Talking about, you're talking about like addiction. Addiction to yeah. the the feeling of gambling. Well, not just the feeling of gambling, but to to succeed and to have money. I mean, a lot can't. of people look at it as the out to all of their problems. Is the only chance yeah. they have is to win a bunch of money. Or what about uh, like churches? What was the movie we watched with Steve Martin where he, Leap like, of Faith? Leap of Faith, great right? film. Where like at one point the the guy who's like kind of trying to put him out of business is going around and pointing out how much these people are putting in the uh, the the bucket. Yeah, when they have nothing. When they have nothing, and it's yeah. like that's you know, think about all the donations that churches get because oh, people man. are are praying for a break. Yeah. Joel Osteen, ah man, that guy. He's a he's one of those like, what are they called? Snake oil salesmen. Snake oil Well, yeah. his wife punched. A, she elbowed a, a stewardess because the stewardess like asked her to put like buckle her seatbelt before the flight take off or whatever. Mm-hmm. She like ribbed her so hard that like she like had a bruised rib. Listen, I understand that giving a little bit of money to the church, you believe in God. You want a community, and you, you want, want a like community, better community. You want to give back. I yeah. get it. I yeah. totally get it. But the money that they're asking for is unreasonable. Uh, the, they tell you how much you should give according to your salary. They th- when it should just be how much you want to give. Mm-hmm. Well, there are even certain churches. Oh, I forget the name of this one specific church, but they believe the closer you are to God, the more godlike you are, the more riches you will have. And a lot of times they'll be outside of abortion clinics and like shouting at people about how like don't go in there don't sin because you, you all of your riches will be taken away yeah just bonkers and i think we should jump onto that right now is abortion availability to the poor and they don't have it they don't have it and it, well, it's too expensive they can't afford it or it's just straight up non-existent in louisiana i had like a problem with my vagina mm-hmm. and uh I needed medicine. Inside out? Inside out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I was like in high school. It was a while ago. And so we couldn't find a gynecologist. The gynecologist was, or like a specialty doctor for women. It was so far away that both of my parents had to take off work that day because that's how far the drive was. And they both just kind of wanted to be with me or whatever. Um, but I, mean, I can't imagine being like 16 and you've got to drive eight hours and then wait in line and then you're one of a million girls in this room and no one cares and you're given no specialty yeah <laughs> i mean and god know? forbid that you have a religious abusive family oh, you god. know where if they found out what happened to you you just get beat you know lord yeah. knows you know, locked up in their house you know forced to have the child you know it's yeah i mean you know when i when i think of it and you guys know this. I don't know if your listeners know. I, I work in reproductive rights. So talking about abortion and, She's and the, a freedom effects, fighter. <laughs> the effects of abortion on people's lives is something that I, I think about a lot. And, you know, when somebody there, there are when somebody's against abortion because they think it's, you know, killing of a baby, like you're not going to really change their mind. But yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when you really break down the issue of abortion and people want to say that it's black or white, it's like it's it's not. It's a, it's an economic issue. It's not just about um, reproductive rights. Really, it's it's about 
whether or not you then have to if, okay when when I had a pregnancy scare right you go to the pharmacy and you're like oh you're looking at that $50 plan plan B and you're like oh $50 I don't I don't want to spend that but it's like $50 there or raising a child for all of time all of time yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> like you think about how much money yeah. it is to raise a child there's a reason why 76% of people that seek abortion care already have children like that's a statistic yeah, yeah. they know, they know what, what they're in for what they it can't takes. afford it. they know the economic burden you know and you know I, I would agree abortion is killing of a child and that is sad but you know what's sadder is human beings being seen as a commodity, which we are by the wealthy elite. We are coal, we are salt mines, we are a commodity to be uh, used. We are meant to go to war, we are meant to build the iPhone or build like a, a certain product that someone else has invented. We are meant to play the lotto and invest more money into the system. That's the main reason why abortion clinics or why there's this huge attack on abortion. And why? Because if you really cared about killing a life, you know, then then why not, you know, dispel um, prison killing people, you yeah. know, capital yeah. punishment. I wouldn't say it's killing a life because it's not even formed yet. I you would, know, it's just a, it's still a part of you. It's to me, it's the same as blowing your nose. I well, don't think it's, so. It's a, I mean, then you're you're now you're getting into like religious beliefs of like when yeah. does it actually become a person you yeah. know is it at conception or is it when it's a viable fetus that can ex exist outside of the yeah. the pregnant person yeah. i do so. think it becomes a person at conception but that's my own thing but i also believe that it is a woman's choice and a, and a couple's choice yeah that's my own two cents in the shit i'll go ahead and say it's a woman's <laughs> choice uh, you know it's you know, but it's, it's a yeah. crazy like fucked up cycle of Low-income people don't have access to health care, no. so they don't have access to birth control. No. They also, very few of them have access to uh, education, sex education. A lot of them are taught abstinence only, or they're not even taught about condoms. They have no access to condoms. So then people want to, when they think about, oh, I don't understand like why the poor have, or welfare or whatever, and it's like, it's because we're not giving them the education to take control of their own bodies and keep themselves yeah. from getting pregnant. I mean, sex is fun. Yeah. It's, if you it's have fun. no money, if it's you have gonna no happen. money, you're going to have sex. People are going to fuck each other. Sex. And that's yeah. it's just what's <laughs> going to go down. People are screwing and they're not going to stop. And you got to think about a young woman who doesn't want an abortion or is or can't afford one or isn't available to her. The wait list is too long and she goes past the 20-something weeks. Uh, you got to think that now this, I don't know, let's call her 16 years old, she's got to drop out of school. Yeah. You know, then she's got to raise this child. This is if she wants to be a good mother. She has no chance. No chance. At getting a good education, to get a good job, to become a leader in the workforce. And this is a reason why the workforce is a male-dominated society. Is part of the reason. And I think that the, this is keeping people down is keeping women down by not letting them choose what to do with their own lives you're uh, ne they're yeah. never going to be in charge absolutely they're never going to come close to being in charge when i was in high school there would be girls that would be pregnant that have a little bit of a bump and yeah. be like oh tiffany's pregnant like it would kind of spread and then tiffany would be gone 
and Charles mm-hmm. or whatever, like Bodunk, you know, who got her pregnant, he would still be roaming the halls and like living his life like nothing <sighs> happened. But she is just gone and is a whisper of a human. Like we yeah. don't know where she is, what's going on, well, is she okay? Yeah. You know, just gone. In my school, they had like a nursery and stuff. Whoa! Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. My high school, there was a there was you could if you got pregnant, they would help you through the whole process. You'd take that month off, and like they you get someone to help you bring your homework for you and stuff like that. And then once you had the kid, you could bring them to school and put them in the nursery at school. And there was like twenty kids in there. We had a, we had a, a couple thousand people in my high school. So that is, I mean, good That's on insane. your school. Yeah. But I will play devil's advocate, and I know poor people, and I was raised with them, and I was, and they mm. love. Some people just love being ignorant. Not all poor people. Hashtag not all poor people. Yeah. But they're always like, I'm dumb, and they think that is like a good thing. And I can see some girls being like, they got a nursery. I just get pregnant. I just go out and nurse. Come on, yeah. Oh and yeah. It's like yeah. Throw Team it. Mom, right? Yeah. MTV with Team Mom, like it. It totally glorifies. It's like, don't do that. It will, yeah. But this I, is like it should be like if that happens, here's like a safety net. But please don't do that. <laughs> that shows, one of the other things I want to talk about is the da- one of the the dangers of being poor, and not just that everyone's trying to take advantage of you. The poor themselves are dangerous to each other. Oh, so much as the, the violence, desperate. the violence in uh, Chicago. Obviously, everyone knows about that. Uh, any. Any project has Poor people are mean. They're so fucking well, mean. Because they've been shit on their whole lives. They've never think, had nothing. Yeah. yeah. And they're, and they're worried they're about mean. when their next meal is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. If, if your day-to-day life was, when is the next time I'm going to eat? Yeah. How are you supposed to ha- ha- be pleasant? You and it's can't. not even that. When you do eat, you're eating Taco Bell. You're not eating something good. I mean, I love Taco Bell. Yeah. But, the, the, <laughs> but you're not eating decent food. Yeah, nothing you that feeds your brain. You can't afford a salad. Salad's expensive. It is. And it's crazy. I mean, you could find... Sure, you could eat rice cakes or some shit. No. And you find out some... But you're not going to. If you have $1 and say you're living in a food desert or wherever, if you have $1, you're not going to go spend it on an apple it's going to make you hungry you're going to go spend it on like a little bag of chips and a honey bun because it satisfies me mm-hmm. it's it's fun to eat it tastes delicious and i'm like granted i'll be starving in a couple hours but it feels more to me than getting one green apple a food desert by the way for those of you who don't know is an urban area in which it is difficult to buy affordable or good quality fresh food one mile you have to live one mile with no car away from a grocery store yeah and it is uh, it's a very real thing mm-hmm. you don't well it's also why you see these urban gardens happening they have to that oh i wish i knew what that guy's name was he was doing all the urban gardening in detroit i believe no he's in i think he's in california oh he's in california california has a lot of food deserts yeah and it's that stuff is great i mean that is what people need to do but the thing is but the poor buying all these mcdonald's cheeseburgers and taco bells this is what is going to keep the rich rich and the poor poor Mm because that money's going straight back up to the top general mills all that shit you know they own all of it and so it is you have to we have to figure out how to teach the poor or the unfortunate i hate that i keep saying the poor like i like i'm not even one of them (laughs) but it's to grow their own food 
Start being self-sufficient. And the government fucking hates it when you're self-sufficient. They hate it. They hate it when you learn how they to- They shut like, down farms all the time. People, they make, they don't let, there is a guy who did it all by himself in Florida with uh, uh, solar power and running water and the government shut down his fucking house. Fuck that. Also, soybeans, that's a big um, trigger thing in the in the farming community because uh, soybean plants, they tend to kind of, they're owned by big farm or like big pharma and, uh, or sorry, big companies and they often, they're, they're, they're leaves. patents to the seeds. Yeah, there's patents to the seeds and the seeds will blow off and then grow into another farmer's land and then boop, now they own that land. Because, what? yeah, because the soybean seeds landed over in somebody else's land. The urban gardener in um, South Central Los Angeles is Ron Finley, mm. and he's a gorilla gardener. Uh, this guy, go check out his videos. What you spell his name so people can check him out? Ron, R-O-N, Finley, F-I-N-L-E-Y. Go he check his- TED Talk. He did a great TED Talk. He's amazing. He's smart, dude. He's so funny, and he's straight up. Go watch his videos. You'll be very impressed about what's going on and contribute and help to his causes if you have a little extra money. Uh, I think we should move on subjects here. Amber, hmm. you wanted to talk about, uh, let me pull up this email. Sorry, check cashing stores. We talked check about cash- it a second for just a little bit when I, being outside of uh, uh, casinos and whatnot. Well, but- you know, I originally went in because I was like researching check cashing places and I was originally like, check cashing places are disgusting and I hate them and they have a fee for the check. But then I was um, researching it and a lot of people distrust the banks for good reason because if one check bounces or if you were like um if you don't have a certain amount in the bank account or if you don't have if your job doesn't pay you electronically every month then you get fined isn't that crazy that is crazy i got i got a five dollar fee because my savings account had dropped below a certain amount of money yeah and i i called them up and i was like okay so basically because i was little like running short on money you took, you more. took more money from me mm-hmm. and i was like i'll take that fight it was for two months i mean it's ten dollars but like still that's yeah. your ten dollars that's my ten dollars i'm being fine you're holding for being- my fucking money and because i took some out you're gonna take even more from me go fuck go i was fuck. so mad and uh, if you yeah and if you overdraw it's thirty dollars and it's thirty dollars every single day uh, so maybe you overdraw one dollar one day and i'm sorry i can't get the money back in my account that two dollars until tuesday it's three times per it's three times per bounce check and then also you and then every other day or something like that they can yeah. only do it three times yeah well but, how, what did they do run on your mom right they that would, was with the because that was the dirty fucking casino they would my run, mom bounced a check at the casino and they charged her the three overdraft fees so she got charged $35 $35 $35 mind you this is a woman who can't afford her fucking diabetes medicine mm-hmm. uh, 35 35 35 every time she gets charged 35 the people who cash the check they get charged so they fine her $50 each time so it's $85 each time it can only go through three times but what this crooked fucking Carl Icahn run bank uh, casino did was they would submit it as an electronic check and then they submit it again as a paper check Mm. so they could do it six times and so they don't want this is the one thing they don't want you to be able to pay your bills no because then you pay your bills it's worthless to them they want the overdraft fees there, that is designed for them to make. In 2016, banks collect over 30 billion dollars in overdraft fees. In 2016, just one year. 
they collected $30 billion in overdraft fees. That could pay for all of the college tuition fees or like <laughs> the this college. There you go. That's <laughs> that our answer to education. That. This is money taken from the poorest people in this country. And they just take it. And because you know what? A bank makes its money because they reinvest the money you invest in the bank. Mm-hmm. And let's face it. My $250 in my checking account ain't making them shit. But if I bounce a check and then buy McDonald's for $5 and then that overdrafts, all of a sudden they're making money off me. Mm. And that's how they make their money off of the poor. They don't make the money off of the poor because of how much we put in our checking accounts. They make the money off of us from the money they get from us from taking it. And it is fucked up. They all do it it's immense amounts of money it's is drives me completely bonkers because they it is about keeping you down yeah and you're not even like um like a private there what was it wells fargo had a security breach oh yeah wells and- fargo had a, had a they got caught uh chief executive john g stumpf uh he got caught uh selling other people's uh, banking account information and they were fined by the government $185 million and that's it. And he said he was deeply sorry and that's it. Oh, he's so sorry. $185 million to Wells Fargo got fined. Which is not And then they got billions of dollars. So would they do it again? You bet their fucking ass they're going to do it again because it makes sense. It's good business to do it again. If you're going to make billions... And it only costs you $185 million. Do it all day long. That's why they want more people, because more people can overdraft their banks, and more people can give them more money. So that's why abortion is bad in their <laughs> eyes. They want more people to overdraft. It they all, want more money. It really is all horribly connected. It's, it, is, it, is, it, dri- it drives me crazy. Um, Wells Fargo, nothing happened to them. TD Bank is a decent bank. They do it. Chase, I mean, you got everyone. Everyone Chase loves their tiny fees. They're all about their tiny fees. That's that's where I bank now, and they, I I, the I trust them in, fees enough so that you don't see it. But yeah, they love you know. Every time I use an ATM, say it's like a three fifty charge for an ATM, mm-hmm. they charge me another five. Oh yeah, you know it's all stuff like that. And so I, I right now I just track charged eight fifty to use an ATM at a gas station what? where I pulled out twenty dollars. Yeah. Chase does that. Chase does. Oh that. yeah. Good. So the ATM charges you, and then Chase charges you. So you're yeah. essentially just being charged so double charge. That's why I. That's why I'm always crazy about finding a Chase. Chase ATM. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they pretty much. They, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Chase charges. They yes. do. Man, I just been giving them five dollars every all over the place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. You don't even know you're doing it. And other people like that. Like that's how they steal their money from richer people who don't account for every cent that they have. And like they know that right. they, they don't know that they're losing these things. That's why people don't go to banks. There's twenty some some twenties percent of americans do not have a bank account i should have brought my fucking phone bill with all the stupid charges that are on that thing they tell me 49 dollars a month and i pay 114 i have no idea how yes 20 like, percent of americans 20 percent of americans account? do not I, I wrote the quote in the exact email or you know, what? this is i was i was when i was talking that we were talking about this episode i was thinking about all of the things that are that frustrate me in regards to like finances and i hate that Right now, there are restaurants and bars that will only deal in credit. Yeah, like they won't. They won't take cash. They won't take cash. Get out. A lot of a lot of places right now. If they only will take a credit card. I love cash. Which is such. That's 
a lot of times that's how these check cashing stores come in handy for the poor because i remember if i was so broke that i my, my checking account was negative 600 and something dollars and i got a 300 dollars check i can't bring it to my bank because they're just going to take the whole fucking check mm -hmm. so i got to take it to a check cashing store let them take their cut and then i'll go drop 150 in the bank account and hopefully to start working on that money and then i'm able to sit around with another hundred dollars to make me last the rest of the week yikes you know it's like that's and that's how a lot of people live their lives I cannot get over the fact that some places won't take cash. I, I live on cash. The People's Improv Theater. What? Yeah. No the longer, No longer takes cash. No the, longer takes money. No longer takes cash. Get the fuck 100 out. 100 cash only. A place that is a community of, of poor, of poor artists. <laughs> they only, only take deals cards. in credit. Yeah. Get out, because I, I. No the wonder their bar uh, isn't doing. They're not doing very well. Of course not. The reason I love cash. Sweet Green, the salad place. What? Sweet Green, the salad place. Only credit. Yeah. Get the fuck out. I mean, out. it works for speed and stuff like that, but no. you got to take cash. And, you know, and if you're in a business and you want to hide some money, cash is a little easier. Cash is great. <laughs> what I like about cash is like, say I walk out of my house and I have like $25 I bring in cash or whatever amount. I know that this is $25 I have today. So then now I value all of my purchases. Do I need this object? No, because I might want to get food later. I have $25 today, and like that's what I have. Um, it teaches me to walk with a certain bit of confidence. The, the, when you have a little bit of cash on your wallet, I, I just walk with a bit of swagger, and I fucking love it. By the way, <laughs> you know, I know people, we, I've been bad talking casinos. I always will. I'll never stop. I know people will go to casinos. They love it. It's not, they're not going to stop going because, you know, I got a problem with gambling. If you do go... Take an exact amount of money that you're willing to spend. Mm -hmm. And once you make double that, take that amount of money, put it in your pocket, and then play with that other money. Do yourself a freaking favor. Because otherwise, you're just going to you're just gonna give it all to them. And then yeah. you're going to take out more. You got to have... You can't let these gangsters... They're gangsters. <laughs> steal all our this money. Is, it, the issue is too close to home for you. It's too important. <laughs> there are some people who are... They are they are very healthy gamblers and they have a lot of fun. Yes. I mean, think about think about how much you go to the movies. Yeah. You know? Twice a week. Twice. Well, you go to the movies, you know you spend this X amount of money on the movies. You mm -hmm. don't think you're getting a return back. That's the poison. Well, that's why if I'm gambling in a casino, I'll go bet on a football game or a basketball game and I'll watch it. I feel like then I'm getting something for my money. Yeah. At least I get the, the games interesting for me now mm -hmm. or something. You know, blackjack is $20 a hand. It's over in four minutes. What are you, what, what's, what are you even doing? He's gave him 20 bucks. You know, it's a video poker. Oh my God, I lost $40 at video poker not too long ago at the airport. I was like, I get it's put in. I'm surprised you did that. I was so bored. <laughs> I was so bored. And I, and then I just, and it, you look at you like, I'm a fucking idiot. It's a computer that chooses the cards it gives me. It's not even chance. Yeah. Like, it's just like the computer chooses the cards. It chooses me to lose and I mm. lost because why not? It's it makes a game. money. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, to play devil's advocate with gambling, you said before you're bored. You know, many times people gamble or drink or whatever because they're bored, they're tired. Yeah. I used to work at the My grocery store. My stupid ass should have picked up a fucking book. Oh, yeah. Aww. I used to work at the grocery store and we would not make that much money and we pulled very long shifts. And I remember we got our paycheck for the day and it was like $60 for like two or three days of work, like nothing. And um, I pocketed the 60 because I was like, I just need this for like a phone bill or whatever. And I saw my coworker, whom I've been talking with all day, very nice woman, immediately bought 
booze and cigarettes and power tickets and then was just like kind of I had like $20 left nothing bad against her but we were talking about our family and our lives and like she has kids and she's very like sad and tired all the time so you're gonna want something to have to like relieve this stress and this tiredom like what are you gonna be working all the time and expect to be a saint well we know you're gonna go but get some booze and get some lottery tickets and fucking do some cocaine you know what I mean because <laughs> you're tired you're tired you've been working all day and it's not gonna- just that people need interaction with each other yeah and that is expensive you know you want to go to a bar in LA it's seven bucks a beer no matter where you go yeah you know and that's crazy you know but you need to see people otherwise you go fucking cuckoo yeah you need to relax you need to go you need to like talk to people you need to relax you need to form a community um but unfortunately a lot of that's done with like gambling and booze let's all start a book club you guys uh please yeah. use books we'll all have different books <laughs> burn them <laughs> I found a pile of books uh, that my friend's neighbor was just throwing away. I got a Susie Orman book. Who's that? She's uh, this lady who's all about making money. Yeah, yeah, she's like she's very intense, and she 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 gives you the hard talk, hard on talk. How, how to handle your finances like a lady. I've yeah. never trusted a woman that wrote a book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Julie and I got very quiet. Here, folk, here first, folks. Christ. Well, this book is called, I forget it's in my backpack, the exact wording, but it's like, uh, believe that you can be rich. Because a lot of people, they believe they can, but or they like imagine it, but they never really want to like set aside even $5 a week, which yeah. is a lot of money for when you're very poor. And believe me, I used to pick off mold from bread and put salt and pepper on it and eat that for dinner. The mold or the bread? I pick off the mold from the bread. Okay, throw that out. Throw the mold away. Great. Eat the salt and pepper and put a little salt <laughs> and pepper on the bread. Eat that for dinner. So like $5 Mustard a sandwiches. week. sandwiches. Ooh. Man, rock and roll pasta. See, this is the brighter side to me. Yeah. You really get creative in there. Yeah. I you mean, do with the, the food? You, I mean, I learned a lot of things. I call it rock and roll pasta. I think I've mentioned it on this show before. But it's, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, you get some pasta. That's hopefully you have some. It's a good buy if you know that you're going to be poor soon and you go stock up and you're bracing for the poordom. And uh, you go get yourself some pasta. You leave it up there. You Hopefully you got some butter, some kind of oil or, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's canola, whatever you you got whatever you, know, you got not, not coconut not coconut coconut apparently. oil is poisonous no yeah. more coconuts okay <laughs> spit in it use your spit oil you, whatever you got that's why i always try to stockpile on spices yes you know if you get a you know if someone dies <laughs> in your family it's an easy thing to ask I'll for so i'll take the spices mm-hmm. you know <laughs> they last forever absolutely <laughs> but what's the rest of this pasta because i also it's whatever got- you got my if you got salami, salami's in the pasta. Oh. If you got bologna, bologna's in the pasta. You got jelly, guess what? Put it to the side. <laughs> <laughs> I always put egg in mine. What I do is Oh, was yeah, like, that's a great move. Yeah, so I take I take a pasta, heat it up, drain the water, keep a little bit in. Fuck yeah. And then crack an egg in it, and then whip, 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 whip. And this is if you're lucky Tell enough to have an it. egg, you know? But like whip, 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 whip. And then like the cook, the whipping and the heat of the pasta cooks the egg. So you've got oh, kind of yeah. like, it's almost like a mac and cheese consistency. Carbonara. <laughs> it's like a carbonara. But, but no bacon or peas. But or, no bacon or peas or nothing of that. Yeah, yeah. Onions, yeah, yeah. man. I make a 
mean carbonara. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I fucking robbed an old lady last time and I had I've made it. It's like <laughs> sick ass carbonara. It's got jail tats and shit. Ooh. Yeah. Don't you talk about my carbonara. It'll fuck your ass. I up. also like taking ramens and if you don't have a pot or a spoon or a heater, just take the ramens and crack it open and then just put the seasonings on it and eat it like chips. You can eat it like chips. Yeah. Or just take you can make a delightful soup out of ramens and yeah. like whatever you have in the fridge. And also crack an egg and make an egg drop soup with ramens. Mm. Again, I'm talking eggs. Eggs are a delicacy. <laughs> eggs are the key. Eggs are the key. They are the, the protein. Key. They're not that expensive. Yeah, we don't. I remember, you know, we don't think they're very expensive. But I remember like being a kid and I was like, I wish I had like an egg. <laughs> <laughs> eggs are kind of hard to come by when you're real poor because you don't have a grocery store around. We're granted oh, yeah. we live way the fuck out in the woods. All right. All right. I'm gonna move on. I want to talk about jail. Oh and yeah. Bail. And the way you people end up in jail because of not having enough money to get out. Yeah. Sometimes the bail can be as low as $150 and people find themselves stuck in jail for months awaiting a court date because they don't have enough money to get out. Maybe they had a prior arrest and they're fucked. Uh, If you have a prior arrest, your bail goes higher. If you steal money because you're poor, you have bail. It doesn't make sense. You're taking money from the poorest people in this country, once again. And I want to talk about the story of Khalif Browder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard this story. Maybe you haven't. It's a little older at this time. But it's still something that happens. Khalif Browder is a 16-year-old boy. He got arrested for stealing a backpack, allegedly. Someone saw a black kid and his friend steal a backpack. When they ran, when they caught up with Khalif, uh, they said he did not have a backpack with him or the things that were in the backpack. But the guy who got his backpack stolen from them said, that's the guy who took my bag. No one ever found the bag. No one ever had proof that he took it. In jail goes Khalif Browder. Was the guy white? Uh, no, that- he was Mexican. Oh, okay. Uh, so Khalif goes to jail. Uh, his bail is $900. That's after the bail bondsman fees. Total, his um, he's one of seven children. Uh, he lives in uh, the projects. His mother doesn't have $900, uh, nor do their family members. Uh, they cannot come up with the money. Khalif is put into jail. Uh, <clears throat> and here are just some straight-up facts. Uh, two years, uh, three years at Rikers Island, two years in solitary confinement. This is before he got out at the age of 19. So two years between 16 and 19, he spent in solitary confinement. Fuck. Now, this is a, ch- a child. Obama got rid of that, though. He got rid of a, a solitary confinement this, for, minority, for, this. This, for minors. Yeah. This is the story that changed solitary for minors. But mm-hmm. this is what happened. Yeah. And this is the way we were treating the poor for a long time, especially in New York. Yeah. Giuliani, I mean, it is a lot safer for New York. I will say it is safe to walk around Alphabet City now. But Giuliani had a law where standing on the sidewalk can be considered a crime. What? It was uh, disturbing the peace because you were uh, stopping pedestrian traffic because you were standing on the sidewalk. And a cop technically could take in anybody just standing on the sidewalk. It was just so he could help clean up the streets and, and put people in jail. That was what Giuliani did to uh, New York City. That is why, even because of 9-11, every true New Yorker hates him. Uh, So anyway, back to Khalif Browder. 
three years at Rikers, two years in solitary confinement, never, uh, and he stood trial eight times during that period. And each time that he stood trial during that, he was mo- they said, we're going to move on. We, we, did, we can't try him right now. We're not ready. So it was like another three months, another four months, back in the jail, get into a fist fight, solitary confinement, get out, get beat up. There's video of him getting beaten by guards while handcuffed. There's videos of him getting beaten by gang members. Uh, and he, he didn't 961 days at Rikers Island, eight times in front of a judge, and he still never had his case heard. They offered him a plea deal of three and a half years if he pled guilty. He said, no, I want to go to trial. I didn't do it. I want to go to, you know, I'm not pleading to something I didn't do. So they pushed it back again because they said, go to jail for prison for three and a half years. And mind you, prison, he's going to make goods and he's going to make, he's going to, he's going to work for the state and he's going to make stuff and they they make money off of having people in jail. And so, in prison. yeah, in prison. So he was arrested May 15th of 2010 and he was released May 29th of 2013. Oh my God. June 6th, 2015, he committed suicide. Um, he, once he got released, he, he never left his room. He, uh, he would keep the door shut and he would just stay in there and he recreated solitary. Sorry, I'm a little broken up. <clears throat> he ended up hanging himself from his AC unit. Uh, his mom found him in the projects, just out the window, fucking fucked up for nothing. And it's not the only one. And it happens all across this country, and no one seems to fucking care. And it makes me nuts. <clears throat> uh, uh, excuse me. De Blasio changed it first. He got rid of solitary for 16 and 17 year olds. Uh, and this is, it's not. This is what happens. And I got some other notes here. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted now. Uh, if you, in New York, Rikers is insane. It is, if you do not fight, if you do not protect yourself, you will get killed. And you are forced to become a gangster if you go to Rikers Island. And that is just what happens. Dude, the night of. Watch it. Watch it. It's, it's so good. <clears throat> it gives like a really good uh, scope as to like what happens. It's kind. Of, I mean, it's not as dramatic as the, the true story you're you're telling, but it's somebody who's wrongfully accused gets in gets put in, in prison or yeah. in jail while he's like waiting for his trial. Yeah. And it shows like what being in, in jail does to you, like having to survive on the inside. It turns you into yeah. a criminal. I mean, no, this isn't comparable at all to the story you just said, but mm. in Katrina, we were all like... Uh, I mean, that was a fucking disaster. Where it was there a was, disaster. Where there were, I mean, well, we were supposed this could to, be a 30-part... The whole show could be about how the world fucks over the poor. Fucks over the poor. But in Katrina, um, uh, we were urged to go to FEMA camps. But the thing about FEMA camps is you can never leave. And you have to leave your home. You have to leave everything you've worked for. Your entire life you've worked and you've built this house with memories. And you have to leave that and you can never return. That's the thing about FEMA camps. You can never return. And you can also, like, you don't have a gun. All your guns are taken away. Yeah. So you're essentially, it's, it's, it's a work you're prison. You're defenseless. It's a work prison is what it is. Yeah. And I learned when I was in my 
early, early 20s that that is, I think, essentially what the government wants us to be. It wants us to be in a work prison. <clears throat> Every single person in America is going to be in a work prison. Take away your guns, take away your rights, sit there, make those license plates, eat that hamburger, take that little bit of like earnings we give you and then put it towards a little bit of shitty food and then just die. Yeah. And then die. Watch Sorry to Bother You. That's uh they they really hit this thing on the head. Yeah. Uh and go and Katrina uh they also closed down projects that didn't get hit with the flood. Yeah, they closed them down. They just straight up closed down projects that were fine because they used Katrina as an opportunity to move the poor out of certain neighborhoods. And that is the kind of shit that happens all the time. I mean, it happened. They closed down projects in New York. I remember right when I moved to New York City, they closed down projects in the Bronx. And then those people were dispersed all over. I just moved there. I moved to a bad neighborhood. I lived next to the projects. The projects I lived next to, some of the guys from the from there were moved from the Bronx who got kicked out, moved in there. There was a bunch of people from competing gang members. There was a gang war all summer. I yeah. came home. Every time I came home, there was there was cops outside uh, the projects, and there was bullet holes in my door one day. It's, it's crazy. And, it, and, and when it comes down to arresting the poor you who's gonna run from the cops someone who can't afford to get out of jail yeah you arrest a rich guy he's he's like okay thank you they're not resisting arrest they're peaceful and this is why the poor people take the brunt of beatings and getting killed by the cops is because they run and they're scared, and they have to fight to survive. They know it's going to be a $900 bail, <clears throat> excuse me, to get out. They don't have that $900, and if they don't, well, boom, off to prison for you, buddy. In some states, sleep getting arrested for sleeping under an overpass or a highway, $5,000 bail. My God. Oh, this was, uh, they this, can't afford that. No, they're, they're sleeping, sleeping <laughs> under an overpass. Yeah. yeah this was the just government big... wants us to be in a worker's prison. Every single human being. <laughs> we are supposed to be poor. We're supposed to be impoverished. That's why uh, it's yeah, impossible they... to get into college, to get educated. That's why it's impossible to like get any sort of decent health care, to be healthy. We are supposed to be sick and miserable and just paying off a debt our whole life and working and working and giving all of our shillings to the top five people. And yeah. let's kill them. <laughs> that will bring us to our brighter side. Yeah. Now, we're not, Amber's saying it, I'm not saying. No, no, no. I don't want to kill anybody. Don't kill wink, wink. the rich, but I know that there's a sale of pitchforks at Lowe's right now. <laughs> Labor Day. Hey, ow, ow, ow. there's a lot of poor people. I'd say there's more poor people than rich people. Of course there is. Wow. The 1%. That's what Bernie talks about. Isn't that crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy 1% if we of all the top. looked at each other and we all kind of just held hands and looked in our eyes and said like, hey, you're poor. I'm poor. We've got a lot of shit going on. Here's who's doing it to us. Yeah. And let's go teach him a fucking lesson. If the poor wow. people ever banded together, pay those attention mother- to who you're voting for. It's all and about you know, like who you're voting for. Remember, yeah. like your neighbor in your if you are in a, a a bad community. I don't know who's listening to this, but if you're in a bad community and you're looking around your neighborhood, you know that no matter how much you don't like the person next to you, or you know how dangerous it could be, these are your peers. These are yeah. these are your people. And I, there need, we need to start educating and we need to start community gardens and we need to start breaking away from these big 
corporations and capitalism has its benefits but at the same time it's fucking killing us it makes an oligarchy at the end of the day i mean i love capitalism but like we're like kind of late works. stage in yeah, yeah it works and especially as a woman because now i get to like move around you know <laughs> and vote and i wasn't able to do that before but it's more than that now it's it's, 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 it's like, insane now now it's all like fi- it, it really is an oligarchy of five people that used just to be own a little, everything capitalism used to be a fun little lizard now it's godzilla yeah, you know, and I know Godzilla. That's probably a bad reference because he protected Co- Tokyo uh, half the time, you know. But we'll say <laughs> early Godzilla when he was still the bad guy. Yeah, and uh, it's Mothra. You know, you had a little moth, and now it's Mothra. All right, but you know, positive. All right, so th- this is we need positives of being poor. We talked about rock and roll pasta. Uh, we talked about the eventual uprising. Uh, man, here's the thing: poor can look. So, like so many different things right some people are cash poor they've got like big fucking houses but they don't have an actual dollar to give somebody yeah. you know Absolutely. like poor is a million uh, can look like a million different things so you, you we can sit here and talk about how horrible it is to be poor and like yeah it can be poor but man sometimes poor people are the funnest oh they are the funnest you know yeah. like, the conversation's the best they'll talk about fucking anything also it's it's fluctuating one week you uh, you can't even afford lunch and the next week you're buying everybody rounds at the bar you know what i mean like so the thing about being poor is that it's not always a uh forever thing yeah and also it forces you to get creative with your life (laughs) and enjoy the simple things Mm -hmm. yeah and remember if you're already poor you got nothing to lose yeah you got nothing to lose take a risk (laughs) now now don't rob a bank but you Rob know, I mean, you know, take a course or something. You know? <laughs> take a course. Take that dance class you were always thinking. About. You know what's great? Public libraries. That's a yeah. great. And you know, I moved around a lot. And Free I, internet. I would always ask my parents to draw me off at a public library because that's how I got to know the town. Um, Check like, out the old maps. Yeah. Or if like if I saw that a town had low the, the microfilm. Microfilm. If a town had low in science books, I knew there was a lot of like teenage pregnancies um, <laughs> if it had no history books it was probably very racist a different type of anthropology yeah 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 and I, I even went when I first moved to Hollywood I lived in West Hollywood right on the Walk of Fame and I went to the public library first week I was there there was a giant Russian section and I was like oh yeah a lot of Russians must live here and I since then worked for two Russian bosses so go to a public library. You can learn a lot about your community and you can get some like free internet resources. You can write on a computer. Uh, write a short story. Sell it. You or can hang out with it. Russians. You can hang out with Russians. <laughs> Read some crazy books, even if it's like by an author that has nothing to do with you. Like, you know, not even like something you think you would like. Read it a little bit. There is, you can always find something. And like I said, community, community, community. Whether it's your church that you give too much money to, or it's Boy Scouts that you give too much money to, or it's just, you know, playing basketball at the street corner, uh, make sure that you uh, stay together and stick together with the people who live around you. It's very important. Uh, Lord knows I need to get to know my neighbors better. Um, This has been the brighter side. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. I'm sorry we were kind of a downer today. Uh, you know, please, uh, I talk to you guys a lot. Uh, whenever you message whenever you want. Uh, me and Amber are both here to uh, listen to you. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, the Brighter Side is a Facebook page. And uh, you know, 
That's uh, and then also last podcast network, all the best shows you can ever hear. Page seven stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's we're we're killing it over here. I love the new studio, and it is just it looks great. We are blessed to be a part of such a cool network. Um, taking us out today. Thank you, Julie, for coming by and helping out today. Uh, if you want to find Julie on Twitter. It's Wooly Wozing. No, that's my Instagram. Twitter okay. is Julie underscore Rosing. Oh, okay. Very classy. Instagram is Wooly Wozing. Ah, uh, Wooly Wooly. But that shit private. So you can you can friend request me, but I'll think about it. She screens it. <laughs> that's, a, that's good. That's a smart way to do it. Make it private. And it's at Amber Smelson, and I'm at Eddie Tunes underscore on Twitter, Eddie Tunes on Instagram. Taking us out today is my good friend Madeline's in town, and she reminded me to listen to Three Dog Night. Never been to Spain. Listen to the whole damn album of Harmony. It is a great fucking album. You love every second of it. Uh, murder my murder in the name of the judge. Murder. I got murder in my heart for the judge. That is a fucking badass song, and I'm sure uh, Khalif Browder had that in his heart as well. Um, go see live music. Be good to yourself. We love you very much. This is the brighter side. I'll say it. Fuck it. Amen. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.